Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Big day today in Baton Rouge. The Tigers take care of business over Arkansas. 33-10. Big day, Darius Geist, Danny Edling, EJ Tark, Devin White, the Tigers. Now, with an opportunity to finish up 9-3 and three in the regular season. Two regular season games left at Tennessee next weekend. And then against Texas A&M this Saturday at Thanksgiving. Give us your good, your bad, your ugly. 504-260-1870. You hear me on the phone because uh, in traffic, say for the entire game today, usually I, sometimes I'll leave about the third quarter, but I just wanted to stay for the entire game today to see how this team responded. Alabama. Because I, I, I think back, and we talked with Herb Tyler earlier today, we talked with Brian Lazar, our regular cast of people that join us on uh, LSU Tiger Tailgate, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. How would LSU respond in year two after losing to Alabama in a hard-fought loss against Arkansas? A desperate Arkansas team that their coach is fighting for his, his job, and they responded well. With tight first half, but then LSU breaks things open in the third and certainly early in the fourth. That big pass to Chalk, that run by Darius Geis, man, Tiger Stadium was rolling. 98 grand in the house today that's actual attendance. That's not paid actual attendance. So for LSU, for LSU fan base, it always kind of gets scrubbed. Oh, let's play them during the day, not at night. Give them credit. They came out today and they played well. And LSU showed up. And the next time the Tigers will play at home will be senior day, 2017 against Texas A&M. Give us your good, your bad, your ugly. As our first break. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com, www.TigerBait.com, will give us his take. We need to find out what top-tier recruits were on campus today. Traffic, I'm, uh, man, making my way back, and it is thick. It was pretty good from Baton Rouge after all the press stuff, but the end, lots of plot now getting ready to get on the spillway. It is bumper to bumper. So uh, a lot of fans showing up today to see LSU play. And I think you can always tell the attitude of a fan base. Uh, is there optimism? Is there hope? Is there apathy? Is there like, uh, oh, we want enough, we want a lot? I think this fan base is excited moving forward about LSU football. But you tell me, 260-1870. Text us at 870 DJ Chalk, four grabs 132 yards. Darius Geis has rushed for five touchdowns over 10 yards to carry the last two meetings against Arkansas. That 252-yard output last year, over 140 this year, and a couple of scores, three scores today, rolling. Arkansas defenders will see him in it, see Darius Geis in their sleep. And that's after dealing with Leonard Fournette. They dealt with Geis. And what about the number seven? You tell me in LSU football history. Has there ever been a run on a number more successful than number seven? 
go back to Patrick Peterson. I go back to Trev Falls. I thought Trev Falls was a great college football player. Patrick Peterson, Saran Matthew, affectionately dubbed as the Honey Badger, Leonard Fournette, and now DJ Chark. 18 is that number that is awarded and given to that Tiger player that worked hard, deserves it, you know, going to carry on the, the Jacob Hester spirit. But, man, that number seven is huge. And uh, today, seeing some former Tigers up in the box, able to see Marlon Fayright, a part of that 07 National Championship team, also a part of uh, on the practice squad with the Saints that won a championship. How many people won a championship on the college and pro level in the same place? He was in the house. Saw old buddy T-Bob Abad was up there. And everybody was impressed with the way, it's in lip service, with the way LSU has been able to respond the last couple of seasons after handling disappointment. I think it's it's kind of a lot harder to deal with success, but I think it's a lot harder to respond at the disappointment, if that makes any sense to you. They responded well. Twice last year in a four-week span, they responded well after that 10-0 loss to Alabama. They responded well to that loss at the Florida, in which they knocked them out of the Sugar Bowl. And so far this year, with two games left to play, they responded well to that loss to Alabama last week, today against Arkansas, 33-10. to And they responded well. We'll see if they respond against Tennessee next week in Neyland at Rocky Top, evening kickoff, and then against Texas A&M. And I would be shocked that A&M LSU game is not a night game between six, seven, something like that, because uh, that is also the same day as the Iron Bowl, and that will should be certainly be the SEC CBS game. Two six zero one eight seven. You can text us at eight seven eight seven. We'll take a timeout. Mike Scarborough, TigerMate.com will be with us next. We'll get you a full college football scoreboard. We'll look at the numbers. And most importantly, the lifeblood of a college football program is recruiting. What does LSU have on the books for 2018? And who is on campus today? I'm Dick Bellavia. Tigers, 33. LSU Tigers, 33. Arkansas, 10. Right here on Tiger Radio, WWF. So, you know, I could understand uh, LSU getting off to a slow start, and that's that's what it was, particularly on offense. You know, I thought the defense played okay all, all day. And then eventually LSU, you know, put the pedal to the metal and pulled away in the second half with their big guns. You know, Darius Geis runs for three touchdowns, and uh, Danny Etling hooks up twice with D.J. Chark, and it's a 33-10 to 10 rather ho-hum victory, and that's more or less what it should have happened with two programs really moving in opposite directions at this time. Senior writer at TigerMate.com, Brian Lazar, LSU 33-10 over Arkansas. Brian, uh, let's start on the defensive side of the football today. Devin White, uh, just, I mean, you know, I didn't see the young man as a freshman at Northwestern High School, Consolidated Spring Hill. I want to say it was uh, either Winsboro, Winfield, just a tremendous player. He never left the field. I saw him three straight years. He played my hometown uh, high school teammate meet and just uh, 15 stops today. He, he is off the charts what he's been able to do. And defensively, this was a team to where I thought if Arkansas was going to make any noise, it was going to have to be running the football because I look at their defense, Brian, and you talked about this today in the pregame show on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust uh, Tiger tailgate that, you know, Arkansas, albeit it was against Ole Miss, their best friend against Coastal Carolina, 
their strength, what you have to say, would be they had the strength with, uh, you know, some on offense, not on defense. And LSU, after that first half, kind of like they've done against Auburn, uh, like they did in most of the games, they made those adjustments. And, uh, boy, they just, they just shut Arkansas down. Yeah, you know, really, when you look at it, you know, the two running backs ran for, I want to say, 135, 140 yards, which is, look, it's a little bit higher than what, you know, uh, the good LSU defenses give up, but it's more or less what this defense has been allowing this year. And, uh, you know, they heard them with some screen passes and some passes to the tight ends, but, you know, for the most part, the wide receivers didn't do any damage. And Arkansas, you know, put together that one drive right before it happened, Basically, that was it. You know, they drove the ball there late in the game with the, with uh, Cole Kelly in, but that drive ended when uh, Greedy Williams intercepted the pass in the end zone. So, look, the defense was pretty good. You know, gave up uh, about 300 yards, but held Arkansas to, uh, you know, to 10 points. And, uh, you know, you had, as you said, Devin White, career high, 14 tackles. Donnie Alexander next to him, career high, 12 tackles. Frank Heron comes off the bench in, in the defensive end rotation, makes a career-high five tackles. Uh, Arden Key gets three quarterback hurries. Dante Jackson, who's now, you know, who started at safety and is now in the rotation at safety, uh, broke up a couple of passes, had a couple of tackles for loss, including a sack. So, you know, Christian Lockatour deflected a couple balls at the line of scrimmage. So a bunch of guys on defense, uh, you know, made an impact today, and uh, that's the reason why Arkansas struggled moving the football. LSU 33-10 over Arkansas. The Tigers with another big victory, uh, 7-2. Now with a couple of games left, they have Tennessee next weekend. They team in the Neyland Stadium and Rocky Top, and then they will play the Saturday after Thanksgiving in Tiger Stadium, senior day, senior night, as they take on the Texas A&M Aggies. Right now, early in the fourth, it is Auburn all over Georgia, 30-10. to 10. The Tigers lead the Bulldogs, so Auburn still very much in control of their own destiny. Uh, should they win out, they would have to face Georgia again in Atlanta the first weekend in December. Brian, when you look at now LSU, and uh, we talked about this earlier today, and I want you to explain this, and as much as I was sitting here thinking I got caught up in last year because uh, it was pretty much sealed, LSU, Florida, whoever won that game would go to the Sugar Bowl. This year, the Sugar Bowl is a semifinal host, and unlike in the BCS era, when you could host the Sugar Bowl and then the national championship game, that's not the same. Uh, when it's a semifinal season or a championship season, that's the only bowl that that city gets in that bowl venue. It's not like it was in the BCS era. So there won't be a Sugar Bowl and a semifinal matchup. New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, there's going to be the semifinal matchup uh, in New Orleans. But explain, I, will, I want you to do like you did earlier today, should Georgia, should Alabama, what have you, uh, in, in the whole grand scheme of things, if LSU finishes third in this conference behind Georgia and Alabama, what is the highest bowl, Brian, where LSU could wind up in? Well, look, what's happening today in Auburn, I think this is going to really damage the SEC's chances now of getting two teams into the into the national semifinals. Uh, I think you're getting sure. down, down to the point. Uh, I, I really thought the only way the SEC could get two teams in the national semifinals would be if both Alabama and Georgia were undefeated uh, when they played in Atlanta the first weekend in, in December. So uh, with 
you know, Georgia losing to uh, apparently going to lose today, I think that you can knock out and you're only going to have one SEC team in the semifinals. Now, uh, so where does that leave the number two SEC team? Well, they're not they're not guaranteed a spot in one of the New Year's Six bowl games. Though, you know, if Georgia, you know, just say Georgia wins beats wins beats Kentucky, beats Georgia Tech, and loses in the SEC championship game and goes eleven and two, I think Georgia will still be high enough in the CFP standings to get a New Year's Six bowl bid. Uh, now, the SEC does have sort of an attachment this year. The Orange Bowl matchup is the ACC ch- champion or the highest ACC team not in the in the national semifinals against the highest team among from the Big Twelve. From, I'm sorry, from the Big Ten, the SEC and Notre Dame. So there's a chance there that you, that an SEC team could go to the Orange Bowl in Miami, and the only way you would say an SEC team would be high enough there would be, you know, a two-loss Georgia, or you know, you, hey, you got to start thinking about this. What happens if Alabama goes 11 and one, loses just to Auburn, right, know, and right, not, and not win the, the championship? Brad, so, if, you, if you would, Brad, hang, hang tight. I want you to finish that thought. Brian Lazarski, right at TigerBait.com, is with us, LSU 33-10 over Arkansas. Let's get a CBS update more with Brian in just a moment here on WWF. And welcome back. I'm Dick Bellavere. Make my way back to the Big Easy. A lot of fans in attendance today, 11 a.m. game. We're senior writer at TigerBait.com, LSU 33-10 over Arkansas. Brian, and the, and the actual attendance was 98,000 today in Tiger Stadium. I, I was impressed uh, with, the, with the fans that came out today, and uh, we've seen in past that after that loss to Alabama, a lot of people all over the season's over. Uh, you tell me your thoughts on that, Brian, and I'm just going by the traffic. Usually, you know I'm talking to you when I'm in the studio this time. I'm just now uh, almost back into Jefferson Parish now to make my way into traffic. Uh, I thought the fans came out, and to me that, that's a sign that this, this, this fan base is, uh, I don't know if I say excited, but they, they still want to see this team play. Yeah, I'd say they had between sixty-five and seventy thousand there today. That that would be my guess. You know, the the, the paid attendance, was, which is what LSU releases, was like about ninety-eight. Not, you know, right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you had you know sixty-five, maybe sixty-seven, something like that in there in the stadium today. And uh, you know, it's look, it's a problem in all of college football right now. Deke, you know, people aren't coming to the games, and you know, an eleven mm-hmm. o'clock start. An 11 o'clock start certainly didn't wasn't going to help the situation uh, uh, today. Uh, look, let me try to clear up again what we were talking about with the bowl situation. I, I, I would say right now, if you'd have a pecking order of teams in the SEC, LSU and Mississippi State are four and five, you know, in, in some order, depending upon how the, both these two teams finish out their year. I, I think that uh, particularly with Auburn, you know, apparently going to win today, you know, Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia are all ahead of uh, LSU. So I would say this: if, if at, at this moment uh, you would have Alabama in the in the national semifinals, uh, I would say you would have Georgia in another New Year's Six bowl game, and you would have Auburn going to Orlando in the Citrus Bowl. So then mm-hmm. that would mean LSU and Mississippi State would would be two of the teams 
the next tier of bowls. There's six bowl games then mm-hmm. which the SEC, which the SEC office assigns, and that's LSU would be one in that group. And of, we we talked about this earlier. You know, it could be Tampa, could be Jacksonville because that's a place uh, LSU has uh, has not been to in 30 years. But that's where it looks like today. You know, at this time. LSU, Mississippi State, they're like four and five in the pecking order for SEC teams and bowl games. With senior writer at TigerMate.com, Brian Lazar at D.O.Door on Twitter. Developing story right now, the SEC looked like it was smooth sailing going to the day to land two teams in the playoffs uh, before the start of the SEC championship. Should Georgia and Alabama both get to Atlanta undefeated, but right now it is Auburn in the fourth all over Georgia, 30-10. to 10. It doesn't look like the Auburn defense is going to let up any time soon. They have dominated this game from start to where we are now with the under-10 left to play in the fourth. With Brian Lazar, LSU 32-10 over Arkansas. Brian, final thoughts, LSU with Tennessee and, and Texas A&M left. Your thoughts on what you saw today and next week against Tennessee? Well, look, I, I really think what, what I saw today, we're, we're probably going to see the next two weeks. I think it will be LSU. Uh, eventually pulling away. Again, we don't know what the, you know, the situations are for those two schools with their coaches. I would anticipate that both Butch Jones and Kevin Sumlin are not going to be uh, retained. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen with Butch Jones. You know, Kevin Sullivan, uh, Kevin Sumlin at A&M, I mean, I guess if he would win out, if he beats New mm-hmm. Mexico tonight and beats Ole Miss next week and then would upset LSU and gets eight, gets to eight and four, uh, maybe he, he he stays alive. But I'm not even sure that would save him because he'd be sitting there with, you know, with, you know three conference losses. So uh, it, it, LSU's going to be in a good situation. They're facing two programs who are obviously on shaky grounds right now, and uh, I just think if LSU takes care of business, that what happens the next two weeks, uh, you know, I think they will win both games, you know, by at least a couple touchdowns. All in that, I think a field goal up 33-10 over uh, Georgia. Kevin Auburn, number one Georgia on the plane to Jordan Head Stadium in Auburn. Auburn all over Georgia right now. On the 10 left to play in the contest, it is Auburn 33 and Georgia 10. And, Brian, this is one final question. Look, put your own spin on this. The locker room, what you've seen last year, this year, when we go into the game, look, there seemingly has been some good times, and I think more good times uh, than bad times. And who would have thought that going back at the end of September where the team wasn't where they are now? But what, what is the feel? Brian, in that locker room, what, what, what is what is the feel amongst the players in this program right now? Well, look, I, I think that they're disappointed in that they have not won a championship, and but they're looking at the seasons and said, okay, you know, we, uh, last year they ended up eight and four, and last year was a little more disruptive because you had Les Miles getting fired after four games. Uh, this year, you know, okay, if, if they can go ten and three, you know, six and two in the league, it's a pretty good year. And again, you know, this is what people have to understand: the guys that are now coming into the program, none of them have, have experienced winning championships. Mm-hmm. LSU, LSU has not won any type of championship now since 2011. So that right. means uh, this will be the third senior class. If guys were here for four years, that they'll go through LSU without 
winning any type of championship, not even a divisional title in the SEC. So now you start talking about you have fans who remember winning conference championships, but none of the players involved have won any conference championships. And I think that, you know, that has a little bit of an effect. So I think LSU's got to, you know, this is what these players know now. They know that if we're good, we're going to get into the NFL. You know, LSU put all those guys in the NFL last year. Uh, They're going to probably put up, you know, certainly Darius Geis and Arden Key will probably be high draft picks this year. And I think you'll have, uh, you know, a couple other guys, two, three other guys that are going to get drafted. So that's what the players see right now. They're not they're not recognizing championships because they haven't won one in in six years. But Mm -hmm. they do see that guys are going to go to the NFL, you know, all the time. And I think that's what's dominating the program right now. And now, you know, more so than, than winning uh, a championship. Let's just have good teams and let me improve where I can get, uh, you know, go on to the league. He's senior writer at TigerBait.com, one of the best in business, widely respected, just gets the job done and then done. Check out his post-game report, all sorts of features, the breakdown, and midweek he takes a look at the review preview and also previews each and every game, including next week LSU's game in Neyland Stadium in Rocky Top against the Tennessee Volunteers, putting a bow in locker room report on LSU's 33-10 victory over Arkansas Day. Senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar, at D-L-Dor, D-L-E-O-R-E, on Twitter, TigerBait.com. Brian, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, talk to you later. And welcome back. LSU Tech Champ business today, 33-10 over Arkansas. And speaking of 33-10, that is a score down in Auburn on the plains where the Tigers of Auburn are taking care of Georgia, putting a tough one. Three big games shaping, three games today to shape the playoff picture. Auburn, Georgia, Miami, and Notre Dame, and tonight, Oklahoma, and TCU. Give us an update on the top scorers in studio. My main man, Dave Potter, while I made my way back downtown New Orleans. Dave, go right ahead. Thank you, Deke. Okay, look right now. Like you said, Auburn is putting the hurt on Georgia right now. Now, right now, less than nine minutes to play. Auburn is leading Georgia 40 to 10. 40 to 10. Uh, right now, Clemson still leads uh, Florida State, 17 to 14. That's less than six minutes left in the game. Uh, Iowa and Wisconsin, the Badgers are leading Iowa right now, 38 14, with less than seven minutes left in that game. And of course, uh, let's see, we have uh, USC versus Colorado, less than five minutes left in the third. We've got uh, 27 to 14, USC ahead of Colorado. And of course, uh, we have Washington versus Utah. Washington is leading Utah right now in the second quarter. Score is 13 to nothing. Finals from ranked games earlier today. You had Ohio State, 13th ranked, over Michigan State, 48 to 3. Penn State over Rutgers, uh, 35 to 6. And finally, a close one, the shootout. Oklahoma State defeats Iowa State, 49 to 42. Deke? All right, Dave. Thank you very much. And of course, big games today in college football. And everybody keeping an eye. Um, what is going on? It, it seems like each week there's always a few games in which they kind of shape up everything. And right now, look, LSU beat them from the 9-19 mark in the second quarter to the rest of the game. LSU dominated Auburn. But uh, I don't know. Maybe this Auburn team is similar to they were a few years ago when they lost to LSU and they 
pretty much scored and did well in the second half and went on and played in the national championship game and lost to Florida State close. Right now, Auburn is dominating Georgia, 40 to 10. And I don't know what Oklahoma and TCU are going to wind up doing. I don't know what Notre Dame and, and Miami are going to wind up doing. But right now, it would be hard-pressed for me to think that Auburn is going to be any lower than five, any lower than five next week when the playoff polls come out. I really do believe that. I think you have an undefeated Wisconsin team up there, and that, that bodes well. Today's game with Auburn and Georgia bodes well for the Big Ten. The Pac-12, well, you know, there's a little old Italian saying that, what'd you get? Well, you got what the little boy shot at. That means nothing. And the Pac-12 is what the little boy, the Italian boy got, being me, nothing. They got beat last night. Washington got beat by Stanford. So the Pac-12 is out. Even if USC runs the table, they need a lot of stuff to happen. The Big 12 is still alive because you got a one-loss USC team, I mean, excuse me, TCU team, and a two-loss Oklahoma team, in which Oklahoma gained a lot of ground last week because both Ohio State and Penn State lost. But today, the biggest winner so far with the rest of those schools left to play is the Big 10 because of what's taking place on the plane in Auburn. 5.30 left to play. This is all but over with, all but the crime. It is Auburn putting up a statement today, 40 to 10 over the Georgia Bulldogs. Auburn with a couple of games left to play, including the Iron Bowl in a couple of weeks, and you got to know they're going to go into that game sky high against Alabama. And it's, it's possible now. Well, it, it will be if it happens this way. They would have played, they being Auburn, would have defeated number one, number one, and another top four team in three of the final four weeks of the season. There's no way a two-loss Auburn team would be left out. You beat number one twice, and you beat another top four team three times in the last four weeks. When has that ever been done before? I'm not sure. So Auburn has really done themselves some good uh, in the last part. Number four, Clemson, many feel that Clemson runs the table. They will be one of the four teams. They leave Florida State late in that contest. And uh, at Howard Brock and Clemson, 24 to 14, as you heard Dave say. Ohio State, Penn State, uh, basically delegated to see what else has. Virginia Tech gets popped by Georgia Tech today. And our matchup had LSU all over Arkansas, 33 to 10. Late at night, number three, Notre Dame, number seven, Miami. Also, number six, TCU, and number five, Oklahoma. Don't forget tomorrow, we have a lot going on in the form of Saints Radio. The Saints are going to Orchard Park and New Era Stadium to take on the Buffalo Bills, a Buffalo ball club. They is five and three, but four of their five victories have come at home. They have not lost at home this season. Two of their three losses have been by seven points or less. They did lose last week, 34-21, to the New York Jets in New York. However, that was on a Thursday night. So if you're looking at an advantage, they're not only at home. They've had three extra days to get ready for the Saints. The Saints are a three-point favorite. SEC scores right now. Kentucky all over Vanderbilt, 41-21. to Ole Miss beats the University of Louisiana Lafayette, 50-22. It was South Carolina continuing the misery of the Florida Gators, 28-20. to Tonight, number two, Alabama at number 16, Mississippi State. New Mexico is at Texas A&M. And LSU's next opponent, the Tennessee Volunteers, or against Missouri. And other than Auburn, excuse me, other than Georgia and Alabama, the team that has won three straight in the conference, which would be second hottest, would be Missouri. And if Missouri uh, were to win a couple of their last three, 
they would be bowl eligible. And that's a ball club that was just bad early on in the season. So Missouri and Tennessee night could be maybe the last game for Butch Jones. If Butch Jones loses tonight at Missouri, maybe Tennessee has an interim coach next week when LSU plays at 6 o'clock at Neyland Stadium. All right, we'll take our final break. We'll come back and wrap it up. LSU 33, Arkansas 10. I'm Deke Bellamy on the point after on Tiger Radio, WWE. All right, LSU 33 to 10 over Arkansas. The next time you hear me, I'll be on with the Cajun Cannon. Bobby Aver in the morning to see if the Saints can make it 7 straight. They're three-point favorite over the Buffalo Bills tomorrow. We'll join you at 10 a.m. for the Bud Light Countdown to kick off. Thanks so much to Dave Potter, Don Ames in studio for taking care of us all day long, John Wick, Herb Tyler, all the great folks that have been with us, the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate Show, and LSU's big victory. Seven straight, seven wins now from the Tigers as they defeat Arkansas 33-10. to 10. Now I'm Deke Bellavia on the home of the Saints and the Tigers. This is WWL. Avaldi, I'm saying good evening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.